Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice, nor your own sound judgment. In truth, nothing can dim your magnificence. You are a divine spark, a universal light. You are here on purpose. You are part of a divine plan. And it's our joy to support you. Welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is brought to you by angellight777.com. Come join us for our live streams on our Facebook page and join the conversation. Hello everyone, I'm Annette McCoy, you're with Angel Heart Radio. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Joining me today, as always at this time of the month, is Marnie Perna. Marnie, hello. Hello Annette, how are you? Lovely to be here again. Thank you. And I'd like to welcome our audience, wherever you happen to be today, if you would like to join our conversation called The Blame Game, please go over to Angel Heart Radio Facebook page because you can make comments there and we can make you part of the show. If you happen to be watching this as a podcast, you can still make comments on the Angel Heart Radio Facebook page and we always delight in seeing the comments there knowing that we're yes we're reaching out across the globe this wonderful globe so here we are Marnie we are Can we've had Easter <laughs> Easter has come and gone I know and we're into the second quarter if you like of the uh of, yeah, the year. of the year yeah it's unbelievable really isn't it so. well it is so I wonder how people are feeling today I know I'm I feel so so blessed I mm. everything seems to be going along very very nicely and I came up with the idea of the blame game I must admit Marnie I was looking at your book oh good <laughs> yes <laughs> I thought oh what can we gain from here and if people are seeing this for the first time please check it out creating calm amid the chaos because it's yes it's a book that you can read from cover to cover or you can simply Hold it and go, oh, what's the message for yeah. me today? And I love doing that, Marnie. Yeah, no, it's really good. So what made so, you pick the blame game then? What part of the book? Question I'll have to look. <laughs> I'm not really who's, sure. I think I, there's a bit on, like, whose fault is that? So uh, don't blame me, stress made me do it or something, I think, is the chapter. Yes. Oh, chapter three. Mm. Blame stress. It made me do it. So I'm yeah. thinking, okay, was it it or was it who? How often do we do this? Mm. But are we aware when we point the finger, hello, there are three coming, coming back? back. To us. <laughs> yes. It is so, so important to, I believe, on. Uh, take responsibility for our own actions you know it's really easy to go oh you know that, that the traffic lights are stopping me well there's a very good reason the traffic lights are stopping us you know I could have left earlier how often Marnie do I find that if I leave early 
I have a, um, a beautiful, easy, and of course, stress-free ride. If, mm. I'm, if I know I'm, being, I'm running a little late, depending on how I look at it, things get worse rather mm. than better. It sort of builds momentum, doesn't it? It sort of it starts on a negative scale and then you can find always find heaps of other negative things. And I've frozen for some reason. I think we've both. Oh, really? Okie dokie. Interesting, interesting. All right, everybody, we'll see what's going on there. We're all, see, we never know what's going to come up and all of a sudden we have a little situation here that's a first for me. So let's see what happens. I dare say Marnie will get back in ASAP. So the blame game. So when you find that things aren't going right, do you see that as a, an opportunity to have a look at, okay, so why might these things be happening? This morning, I was so, so fortunate. I was walking along, I was feeding the ducks in a local park and I had my uh, phone tucked under my um, tucked under my armpit, which I quite often do, and I had my earplugs in. Well, all of a sudden, one of my movements caused the phone to dislodge and it was rolling down the bank. I could see it going into the water. Fortunately, something stopped it and I went, aha. So I need to have a look and make sure it was like, thank you, thank you, thank you. My phone stopped before going into the water. How fortunate was I? Ah, and here's Marnie again. Okay. I'm back. Fortunate. <laughs> oh, how gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I was just saying, Marnie, how, you know, these things happen and it's like, that was a classic example, isn't it, of simply going, all right, well, we go through the process. Yeah, so I'm attempting to, to log back on on my computer, so if I do that, I shall come out of the phone and, and go back to my computer, which for some reason decided that the word blame, it was going to blame me. So, <laughs> But I started saying it's amazing how often when you feel negative or you, you're in that kind of an energy space, how yeah. the universe can show you many different forms of other reasons why you should add to that energy space. So, you know, it, you kind of attract, like attracts like. So when you're feeling negative or feeling as though you're filled with blame about other people, the mm -hmm. universe will say, well, here, have a bit more of that. Have, have, some, have some salt on your, on your steak as well. Right. You know, so, so you need to step out of that space. You need to be able to say, okay, yes, this is happening. So acknowledge it. Because mm -hmm. remember, your body is the one speaking to you. And if it's saying to you, I'm feeling, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling blamed, you need to acknowledge that. Because if you don't, you're giving the wrong message to your body or, or the, the, the neural pathways are getting the wrong um, response. So right. you can certainly feel like blame someone. Oh, 
blame is probably not the right. You can express your feelings of disappointment or, or feeling overwhelmed or angry or whatever it is, but don't stay in that energy. Defuse mm-hmm. it. So flick it over to one side and just say, yep, all this is happening and Murphy's having a great time with me at the moment. However, yeah. and just find something and generally not something related to the what's going on in your life. Look around you and notice a flower or a tree or um, if you're in traffic, and that's what you spoke about being in traffic before, one way we use in the car for my little granddaughters who get a little bit um, carried away at different times when we're, sorry, I'm being slightly sidetracked by the computer, um, we look for rainbow cars. Now, that doesn't mean the car looks like a rainbow, but we go through the colours of the rainbow and look for cars that are that colour. So we're wow. diffusing the anxiety that we're feeling. We're, we're getting rid of that we're feeling overwhelmed or angry or late or whatever, and we're directing our attention, oh, I wonder if we can see a yellow car or a green car. And when you get to the colours, like you can find the basic colours very easily, then you're looking for an orange car. And your attention is taken away from that feeling of negativity and you're looking for potential, you're looking for opportunities to open up. And it really does change. And even my little granddaughter that gets very um, upset at times when she's travelling, we can get her looking for rainbow cars. And she gets that. She's two. And she understands that the colours can make her feel better. Fantastic, isn't it? Little ones are more aware. Mm. they're more accepting of of what you say or ask them to do so that's the way i look at it anyhow so i'm just trying to get back yeah yeah i'm just trying to um get back on (laughs) on the computer (laughs) i love the way that you coped with all of that you simply My phone's here. <laughs> looked at your options and went, yeah. okay, this is what we do. Yeah. And when we learned, I was talking to another friend this morning, Marnie, about what might be happening in the world and the fact that we, all, we always have choices and it's mm. like, okay, let's look after ourselves. Let, let me be concerned about how I'm responding to things. And then, especially when we can respond in positive ways, acknowledging, look, we might be in the mire at the moment, acknowledging that, as you say, and then doing something about it. Now, we might not be able to do something about the actual situation however we can do something about our attitude and as you said all right deflect it you know um that that to me is when I bring in gratitude Mm. the fact that yes I am aware thank you thank you thank you uh uh, and I I realize that yes if you like it's up to me how is it that I want to respond and uh, other people's responses have little to do with me. And so often that can help us too. How often do we feel offended when really it's got to do with the person who might have made a comment? If we can Mm. see that there's something triggering them and it just so happens that we're the person who happens to cop it, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes you have to just let it go. You you really do because you'll become physically ill 
the more you hang on to and blame other people for your situation, then the trigger is it's triggered you. It's triggered a response yeah. within you. And that a lot of that response is at times things like um, negative self-confidence and, and lack of belief in self and, and or it's brought up a, a, a little trauma trigger from a previous time in your life where a similar kind of emotion has shown through. All right. Mm-hmm. So if your response from that first time, and it may have been yesterday, years ago, decades ago, it doesn't matter when it was, if you have not had a, a second opportunity to respond differently, you're always going to respond the same way. And if, and if it um, goes to your lack of self-confidence, you will then respond from a, a fear basis mm-hmm. rather than a confident basis. Right. right. Oh, that's happened to me before, therefore it must be mm-hmm. right. And once you start talking like that, that, that little self-talk, that negative self-talk, he has a lot of friends. And they come over and they have a party at your expense. So, I mean, how good's that? You don't have to pay anything. And your life energy, your, your immune response, your, your get up and go, goes down, 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 down. And that's when your stress levels start to rise. All right. And, and the, the thing that you need to know is as your stress levels build, it's not always about the same thing. You've got your bucket. Remember Henry, your stress bucket. If he's getting full, it's the little things that go in afterwards that makes him tip over so what yeah. you're reacting to is not what's actually the problem mm-hmm. all right so do you want me to log off the phone and get back on the computer or do you want me to stay on the phone whatever makes you feel i don't, I don't mind either way we can trial <laughs> <laughs> yes why not why okay so I'm, I'm in the, i'm in the waiting room so i will end what i'm on here and Annette will right. sort all of that out for us. I've got to work out. I'm trying to use my mouse to get out of the phone here, girl. So that's how conditioned right. I am. Yeah, but it doesn't work. Here we go. We should be able to. Oh, this is all learning. I love it. <laughs> here comes money. That's better. Because I like the way that you have your sign there. I think that's really important. Yep. Trying to get to um to full view at the moment, which it's not allowing me to do, but that's okay. Here we go. We're back. (laughs) Oh, very good. There you go. And our stress buckets didn't overflow with that because we had potential. We had other things in place to be able to cope better. Yes. We're so used to it. We're good at it. (laughs) Well, as always, it's fascinating how. There are always firsts in our lives. I like the way, Marnie, you talked about patterns that are re- repeated. And I, lately especially I've been noticing that. And it's like, oh, I'm being given an opportunity to respond to this differently. Yeah. You know, because we have that choice, don't we? And especially yeah. if we can see a, uh, a pattern in our lives, it's like, mm, well, usually a pattern's there for a very good reason. It's like knocking on the door saying, how about looking at this differently? Yeah. But if you don't know to have a different response, like if awareness and knowledge is the key, I believe, Annette, don't you? That once we're aware of why, we can do something Mm -hmm. about it. However, if we don't know why we're responding, Mm. we need to be able to step out of that 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 instant response and, and work out what's going on because it's quite often not about what we're responding to. Like I was talking to a client recently about, you know, um, 
we weren't talking about divorce, but we we're talking about how we can put something as an object that becomes our focus, but that's mm-hmm. not really what the issue is about. You know, and we were talking about situations of um, when I used to go and do workshops or stress management workshops for couples who were having mediation or having a few challenges. And quite mm-hmm. often they would be arguing about an item, stuff, but it's not the stuff that they're arguing about. That's just a focus point. Right. All right. What they're actually arguing about is the disharmony and the, the lack of connection and, and the feeling of, of um, I don't know, that they're not being noticed or, or listened to. Mm-hmm. So they'll direct their something to something but both parties like and want and that becomes the focus. It's not the reason they're arguing. It's just a it's just a tangible point. You need to step back from that tangible point and go, okay, why are we arguing? Mm-hmm. What is wrong? What do we need to fix it? And if we can't fix it, how can we amicably um, savour each other's company and, and say, okay, there were certain nice things about that or nice things about this. These are the things that are not negotiable and these mm-hmm. are the things that are negotiable. You know, violence and, and um, disrespect is not negotiable in any way or any form. Mm-hmm. And, and we're well, starting cool. as a nation and as a, as a um, community to pull that up. Right. That's, that's boundaries too, isn't mm. it? Boundaries are so important, yeah. you know, our personal boundaries. How much am I going to give to other people? And it's lovely when we can give to other people. I know that you're enjoying, like I am, being a grandmother. It's absolutely fabulous. It's easy to give, 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 and suddenly, <laughs> if necessary, the body pulls us up and says, "Way, hey, it's all very well to give to other people. What are you going to do to yourself? Hey, exactly. I'm pretty sure that chapter that you looked at in the book, I'll get slightly yep. to here, was all about that. It was when I was first writing the book, I was talking to someone about, um, let's help one over, um, talking about what was going on in their life and they had a lot of pivotal things happening in their life and they were big things like you know big changes and Mm -hmm. it was building 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 and they didn't realize that this their potential for um, creative thinking or or to be able to be more on keel was being hijacked by the constant barrage of negative things that were happening in their life Mm -hmm. but when they realized that this was building 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 and it all was kind of connected to how they were feeling they were able to step back and go, okay, what steps can I take to um, to make a difference in wow. how I'm feeling and how I'm responding? It's not mm-hmm. always about what's going on. It's about oh. how can I manage myself. Mm. You know? Yes. Yeah. See, addictions come in there too because, you know, I might be feeding my face with chocolate without (laughs) stopping to go okay so what is it I don't want to see what am I what am I covering with a band-aid if you like rather than being prepared to look at the wound yeah yeah why am I eating too much as opposed to I'm really enjoying a piece of chocolate and having it guilt-free Yes, so, yeah. And we, we attack, if we then uh, keep eating the chocolate and our headspace and our head talk is, oh, my God, I'm eating this and I shouldn't be, so you've got all these negative concepts, your digestive system is responding to a negative um, mm. experience mm-hmm. instead of having a piece of chocolate and thoroughly enjoying it and the choice you made to have that piece of chocolate. Mm. 
So it comes back to what you said earlier about choice. You have to choose. And if you choose to eat a block of chocolate, well, just do so and yeah. get over it. Yeah. And just at the end of it say, okay, well, that's my chocolate supply for the next year. I don't require any more. Mm. Or, or why am I feeling to be, why do I feel like I need to be nurtured? What's happening in my life that I'm not feeling nurtured by other people or other experiences, that I'm taking my nurturing from something that is a feel-good product and that's what chocolate is in most instances except for people that are allergic to it or have an intolerance to it. Chocolate is it's a it's a gift given out of thanks and gratitude. It's it's a bonus, it's a it's a blessing. So it's a nurturing item. So if you're over if you're having an overwhelm of that particular item, you are feeling the need to be nurtured. Mm-hmm. So why is that? Can the knowledge come from that? Can can you step back from that and say, why am I wanting the chocolate? Why why do I feel need to feel love? Mm-hmm. If you can address some of that. And if you can't kind of work these kind of things out, reach out. Reach out to people like Annette and Anaya and myself and, and the copious other leaders that we have in this in our in our universe or guides in our universe that can help us to decipher some of these messages. That is a very, very good point. There is help all around us. Of course, there's help on this planet. There is also help in the gorgeous spirit world. And quite often we forget, don't we? we why is it we sometimes we feel guilty if we are unable to do something else on our own rather mm. than saying, hey, I need some help here? I think it makes us vulnerable to have to ask for help. It, it's, if you're already feeling that way, you're, you're feeling low in confidence, you're feeling low in energy, you need to know that step to take and, and not, not feel um, as though you just can't work it out yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but, you know, it does, it does raise our feelings of vulnerability when we can't sort out our own stuff. Right. Yeah. But we're not always the expert, so why don't you find someone, pardon me, not always an expert, but someone who's aligned to you, who talks a similar language or or you feel safe with. That might be the other way. So find someone you feel safe with. I think and, that's and why some, sometimes people uh, reach out to helplines, mm. like Lifeline, because you're it's talking. anonymous too. Yes, yes. Because you're right, if I'm feeling vulnerable, it takes a lot to speak to somebody who knows me well, or it mm. can. Because mm. you lay, I'm laying myself open. Whoa. Yeah. And look, a very simple way for someone who has got that bit of lack of confidence, start using some of the tools that are at your um, disposal with regards to like angel cards. And I mean, I use the Shell Essence cards. They've got a card set. So you don't need to have the actual stuff. Just look for the card. But then there's the story that's connected to that card. So for me, the story gives you more information. It's more empowering for you because you'll read it and you go, oh, my God, that's so perfect. That's so Mm. what I needed to hear. And it might be just the word, you're awesome. Or the word, um, it's it's about this. This condition can raise its head, and it might be what you're experiencing as a as a dis- disease. Yes. Now, money. I know you use your cards a lot, don't you? When you're with clients, 
I do. My, I've got um, several. I've got a, a drawer full of, of uh, oracle cards of various kinds and I've got, you know, um, there's bush flowers, there's fairies, there's unicorns, there's pets, there's all sorts of oracle cards. And for me, an oracle card is not a tarot card. I don't have in my supply, I don't think, too many tarot because I don't understand the tarot concept as much as I mm-hmm. do about the cards that are about a picture, a product and a story. And they're right. the ones that I really connect with. And um, in my in my clinic, I also deal with vibrational products. And one of my really big go-to products are my um, shell essence products. But they're a card form as well. So sometimes I'll draw a card as opposed to the, the actual remedy. Cool. You know, they're and all vibrational. Right. And I know that you delight in feedback because then you have stories to share. I do. You love hearing <laughs> stories. And we're storytellers. Yeah, yeah. And you said you delight. Well, the card I picked for our show today is that one. And that's actually called Rainbow Delight. Right. Okay, that's the name. It was made from the from not a physical shell, that one, but the, the lady was over in um, at Loch Ness in Scotland and she was going to visit the Findhorn um, Essence oh, place. Yes. And on her way she went past Loch Ness. And as she went past, a rainbow appeared behind the lake. So she took a, a photo of that and that became one of the Shell Essence cards. So it's a vibrational energy card as opposed to made from the story of a particular shell. And mm-hmm. Rainbow Delight is, is all about that. It's finding delight in things when things are getting hard. So rainbows are your blessings. But yes, one I of love, the um, love seeing rainbows. Absolutely. And most people do. Like you'd find very few people that don't like rainbows for whatever mm-hmm. reason. It's a it's a it's a lovely energy because it's you know the it's it's the anticipation of the pot of gold at the end. So you know it's got a lot of connotations. It's full of magic and leprechauns and things like that. So it's it it talks to our our inner child about you know opportunity and, and excitement about about fairies and angels. But it's got the color spectrum in it too. So it's got color healing in it. It's got all the colors of the rainbow, so that you're getting healing from many sources. So it has tangible, tangible help, and I'll use it. Um, sometimes I use it as a, a rainbow, <clears throat> like a curtain almost. Mm-hmm. And that concept came. I used to listen many, many years ago, well before being a natural therapist. There was a radio show on ABC, and it was um, I'm trying to think of the girl's name. She has the most amazing healing center now in, in Sydney for people that are going through a lot of trauma and grief. And I'll think of her name eventually. And um, she spoke about using the rainbow colours to connect children um, to a loved one, even if they weren't there. So she used mm-hmm. to sell beautiful little felt hearts and they were connected with a rainbow ribbon. And they were the bridge from one heart to another. So Gorgeous. if someone had a, a, a parent who was away for whatever reason, they gave the child this rainbow connection and my heart's here and your heart's here. So if this is near you, you've got that connection to me all the time, even if I'm not physically here. And it's a story that stayed with me and, and I use it quite often in clinic for different reasons. And the other one I use is a rainbow waterfall. So mm-hmm. you can imagine the energy of a waterfall. So you think of Niagara Falls and the yes, power yes. and energy that's behind Niagara Falls. Well, they have got a series of lights behind it. And at different times when they turn these lights on, you have the rainbow in front of Niagara Falls. Now, how powerful and magical is that? 
Mm-hmm. And a rain, uh, water cleanses as well, and so does the rainbow. The rainbow is about protection. So as you're going through that wash or through that energy field, you're being washed and protected at the same time. So I have, I get my clients at times that sometimes my clients work in jobs that um, have a lot of negativity, like child protection and, and or policemen and things like that. So they can't change always where they work, but they can change their, their cleansing and their feeling of protection when they're going to work. So if you can put an imaginary rainbow waterfall outside your car door, so as you step mm-hmm. out of your car or step back into your car, both ways you're being cleansed and healed or protected. And I have them set around my, my acreage because my clinic's in my home. Mm-hmm. So as people walk through different areas of my, my property here, they, they're walking through rainbows. They don't always know it, but they do. And I've set them. They're my boundaries that you spoke about, Annette. And um, it allows them to come and talk to me about their challenges and problems, but it doesn't leave their stuff with me. It doesn't leave the big negative clumps hanging around my house, which is my family home. Very good. I love rainbow. Have you used it? I love the card that you chose today. I mean, that's so uplifting for all Mm, of us. It's a lovely card, yeah. Makes you smile when you see. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And talking about waterfalls, I mean, quite often we see a natural uh, rainbow in the spray yeah. that yeah. comes off. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I get my clients to Google um, Niagara Falls with rainbow lights so that they can print the picture, so they've got a visual in their mind of what that energy looks like. Lovely. Yeah, it, it kind of is. It's another connection for them. And um, someone says, oh, do I have to do that every day? I'm a therapist that believes if you're putting things in place, you're putting them in place and your expectation is they stay there. If you mm-hmm. want to put another one in, that's fine, but you don't have to keep redoing all these things all the time. I believe that the intention is there and that you've put it in place for, the, for that reason. Mm. But yes. that's, that's my opinion. So the, um, the story of Rainbow Delight, it's, it's the key words of fear of everything. So you're fearful about something, right? So it uh, grows beyond fear into the light. That's even, a, you know, it's a lovely story that goes with it. The essence was created out of love and light for those who fear the uncertainty of planetary flow. It helps day-to-day fears to dissolve into light and replaces these fears with laughter. So if something is fearful for you, smile. The thing you're fearful about doesn't know why you're smiling, but your energy lifts immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, and, so there, and certainly in the last 12 months, there has been a lot of fear around the planet. Absolutely. And for us to uh, acknowledge what we're fear. Isn't it interesting? People will say, oh, I don't like spiders or I, I don't like whatever it might be, mice, (laughs) and yet do we take it further and do we look at other things that we're we're fearing? We might not even be aware that we're Mm. actually fearful and yet our our behaviour will suggest that maybe to other people before we see it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. As I said, we, we need to acknowledge what's real for us. 
because there's no sense in anyone saying to someone else, oh, don't be silly, that you don't need to be fearful of X, Y, and Z. If they're fearful of it, they are fearful of it. But you mm. also have to understand that, that, okay, I am fearful of, of something. What can I do about it? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't blame the product. And that's what we're talking about, the blame game. Don't blame the spiders for your fear. Yeah. Your fear stems from something else. The spiders are not helping. <laughs> so that's true. If you can move them on, that would be great because I'm totally with that fear. I'm not, not a fuss. i do not overly happy with spiders of any size. And they'll come out for me. I used to visit my um, sister-in-law in Bundaberg and um, she lived in a, was an old, uh, it was a rose farm and it was like the packing shed and that was their family home and that was sort of putting it together and creating walls and stuff. And she, oh, God, she used to have the most huge huntsmen. They were massive. They were, they were like, you know, huge. <laughs> and she knew how fearful I was of them and she would spray before I came and they would bring them out in droves. Yeah. <laughs> have ceilings or anything so they would just come out everywhere and it's funny when you're fearful of something you see them because your 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 antennas are are tuned to look for them i remember one one time with her and i was having a shower and and she had a shower curtain like not a shower screen and i pulled the curtain out after my shower and looked ahead and on my towel was this spider uh, and here I'm stuck in the shower cubicle wondering how on earth to get rid of it. So I think I called my husband and he got rid of it for me. But it was just, right. I saw it straight away. You imagine the, the, the fear of starting to wrap yourself in the towel <laughs> and something moves. just makes your skin crawl. So, so fear is not logical. That's the mm. other thing. You can be as logical as you want, but when you're in fear, you're not logical. Mm. It's illogical. And, uh, and it's personal. So the fear of spiders, if we're talking about spiders, um, is a personal experience. And other people have not got that personal experience, so they don't have that same fear. I used to wonder when I was, as a, as a child, I would be on a horse and someone would be leading me around and then I'd say, oh, can I go by myself? And uh, invariably the horse would take off. Because it sensed my fear and as much as I loved being on the horse and really wanted to be able to ride, uh, 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 there was this uh, fear. Mm. Yeah, well, animals are very, very attuned (coughs) to our emotions. Yes. And and the emotions around us. They're also very attuned to nature. You look at the number of times that there's been a natural disaster and the animals have felt it well before it's Mm -hmm. actually happened. So they, they say in the in the island countries, if your animals start seeking higher ground, get out of the way. Yes. <laughs> Something big's happening. And they're aware of it. Mm. Yeah, so an animal, a dog will be agitated before a storm and yes. during the storm. <clears throat> but after the storm, they're quite happy. Right. All right. So, yeah. you know, they do judge. They do get a, a, almost they use another sense to what we do. Mm. Um. You know, dogs also sense when there's another animal around. They don't always see it straight away, but they'll they'll feel it, they'll hear it, and then they'll react or respond. So. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm. So, Marnie. Yes, Senate. The blame game. I mean, it's very easy, isn't it, to talk about any 
<laughs> this always fascinates me because we have interesting topics and they're very easy to talk about. It's another, it's one thing to talk about it. I figure that I can talk the theory I like all the time. It's then putting it into practice. That's, it's walking the talk that is the challenge. Yeah. You, um, when, you, when you blame other people, you're giving away your power. Mm-hmm. So you can accept the blame. You can, as I said, acknowledgement. So acknowledge how you're feeling and why you're feeling. Can you identify how you're feeling? Like is, is there a word that can express how you feel? Now, it might be red-hot rage or white-hot rage. In that case, well, rage comes through in the liver meridian as a, as a meridian. Um, so in the Chinese philosophy, we work with the five elements, and the five elements are um, fire, earth, water, wind, earth, water, and metal, all right? So mm-hmm. they're the five elements. Within those five elements are our meridian system or our organs, okay? So it might be a health system sits within a particular meridian. So you can Google Chinese philosophy and the five element theory. It's quite useful to have. You can get a picture. If you look behind me that side, you'll see coloured circles. They're the five elements, so I've got to work out which way to turn. And I have them on my wall. Now, those elements, they're they're coloured, so the water is um, blue. So the liver is, the liver gallbladder is the wood element. Now, they all represent different aspects of our life as well. Now, rage, hate, vengefulness, all of those negative, blameful kind of words sit in our wood element. Now, the wood element incorporates your liver and your gallbladder. So your liver is the filtering element. The gallbladder, Mm -hmm. think of the word gall. How dare they? (laughs) That gall of them. Oh, my God. And we we build it up and build it up and we grow it and we water it and we nurture it. And then what happens? Your gallbladder says, yeah, okay, you've done all that. What are you going to pay me for now? So you'll start having challenges within your grounding. Now, your grounding, that's where you you hit the earth. That's where you feel stable and secure. So if you've got a lot of this rage and anger and anxiety and hate and everything sitting in your your bile, sitting on your earth element or your grounding element, you're not connected. You're not feeling stable. You're not feeling secure. So you react and you respond. Right. So when you're blaming a situation, try and step back and go, okay, why is this upsetting me so much? Because mm-hmm. you can eventually create within your body disharmony in your organs and your body systems. And that will relate to an actual <clears throat> disharmony in your health. Sure. Does that make sense to you? Like, Try and identify how you're feeling and why you're feeling that way. What is about it? What is about whatever's happening that makes you feel so angry, so upset, so humiliated, whatever? And and there'll be a reason, but then go, okay, all right, so that's the reason. What can I do about it? Yeah. Do I walk away? Do I shield myself? Do I? Can I go and have coffee with someone who loves me and that can pick my energy up? You know, can I use an essential oil to diffuse some of that feeling, some of that anger? Can I look at puppy photos? Can I go and pat a, pat, pat a dog? You know, just find something that, that you know will make you smile that will start to connect with your, your um, feeling of positiveness. Because mm. in the end, it's your choice. You can't yes, blame yes. other people. 
for things that are happening to you. It's about, you know, you're taking the blame, you're accepting it, you're acknowledging it. So deal with it. What, well, how can you deal with it? How can I, how can I find help to deal with it? How do you, how do you, Annette, how do you identify what a feeling is saying to you? That's a good question, Marnie. I tend to sit with it. Mm -hmm. And yes, no, why? What's making me feel this way? Mm. Mm. And does it does I've the answer little, eventually come through? Yes, yes. Yeah. I've become a little wiser over the years. And so <laughs> uh, yes. So and I and it's the same when if I have to make a decision about something, I won't, where I used to mull over it and mull over it and, you know, what is it, what, what am I going to do? I tend to leave it, just put it aside and know, ask for guidance and then the answer will come. And I, I sense that that's what I do with feelings as well. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and you, go on. I'm feeling uh, down, shall I say, well, then that's time to go into the garden or do something as you so often say, you know, that list of, okay, what is it that would really lift my spirits? Mm. You know, is it time to make a phone call? Is it time to put my head in a book and get lost in another story? Is it time to go into the garden? Um, mm. Yeah. And what you mentioned there about guidance, have some pivotal things that that um, that are your guidepost to knowing you're on the right track, and, and that's where we come out with the the animal totems or the or the angel messages that we're used to receiving, or we're acknowledging when we receive them that they're a, they are an acknowledgement of what's going on in our life. Yes, you know, I'll often use um, in clinic. There was a situation where I used an animal, so. The angel card come up and they have animal totems. So I might say, well, look, the totem animal for that reading is X, right? And um, so the client knows that that animal, for whatever reason, is part of their healing journey. Mm -hmm. Now, I had a client recently who said to me, oh, look, I just waited and waited and waited for that animal and it didn't come and <laughs> I didn't know why and what I was supposed to feel or see or whatever. And she said it came at the most amazing moment, all of a sudden mm -hmm. out of the blue, um, and, and the animal was a possum, which she thought was would, would show up very quickly for her because she lives in a, you know, not a rural area, but there were possums. But she hadn't seen this possum and there was nothing about a possum anywhere. And she happened to be at a hairdresser's. And um, the, the hairdresser had a basket of would you like to gift or, or buy a raffle ticket or something random, right, nothing to do with mm -hmm. possums. And um, she kept looking at this basket and didn't know why and she was having her hair done. And lots happened in her life. Anyhow, she felt compelled to ask what the raffle was about. And the lady went on to say she was an animal wildlife carer and she was caring for a pair of possums. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going, oh, my God, it's my possums. And, and the lady had the possums and there were two young baby possums that she was helping to, to care for. So I said, well, you've got a double spade there. You've got two of them. <laughs> so like a double blessing. So, but, but she realised that that was a validation and, yes, she was constantly yep. looking for this for these possums and wondering when they were going to show up. 
And when they did, she was just so excited. And she said it made such an impact in her life. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it, for her, it was the validation of, of some of the things she'd put in place were, were actually correct and right. And, and um, so, you know, <laughs> so look for your, so why don't you have within your own personal toolbox pivotal angel messages that are just for you? You know, yeah. the feathers are a beautiful one that, that all most <clears throat> angel connected people use feathers or, or money on the ground. But there could yes. be a colour that, that represents a guidance for you. So is there a special colour that when it comes, it connects you to your guides and angels? And mm. it doesn't have to be standard. <clears throat> it can be anything at all. It can be a flower. It can be just a word mentioned that is not as common that mm-hmm. suddenly that word shows up and it's it's part of your part of your repertoire of, of mm. um, validation. And it's such fun for me when I when I see that, when I can acknowledge, oh my goodness, yes, you know, that's the that's the validation. Yeah. Uh, and also money, for me, it can be a knowing. Like even when it comes to I might have two things on the one <coughs> day and it's like, oh my goodness, um which one am I going to go to? And I might be unsure about that for quite some time. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yes, I know, I know. Mm. Or if I'm unsure about booking a trip, all of a sudden there'll be this, yes, it feels right. Uh, mm. And there's only one way for me to describe it, and it's it, this inner knowing, I'm sure that, Yes, it feels, absolutely. It feels right. That that's the way yeah, I'm yeah. to, yeah, yeah, to act. Mm. And we don't know when we've made a decision, we can't go back and remake it and experience what the other option might have been. We just have to trust that the choice we made at the time was the right one. Right. You know, if you decide to go left or right, you decide, okay, I'm going to go right, and you have this journey and whatever happens, you don't know yeah. what might have happened if you'd gone left. Because you didn't choose to go. Hi, Rosemary. How are you? (laughs) So, you know, you've you've got to know that when you've made a choice, you have made a choice. And if you don't like the outcome, what can you change about some of the ingredients of that choice? Right. To get a different outcome in the end. Because if you make the same choices, you'll get the same outcome. Sure. Rosemary, we've been talking about the blame game and how it's very easy to place the blame somewhere else rather than accepting responsibility for our own thoughts and actions. Yes, it is very interesting. I always feel that to look at how it makes you feel when you blame somebody. Mm. Does it make you feel better? Or does it make you feel worse? No, it makes you feel worse. So why bother? (laughs) (laughs) We're such enlightened souls, why don't we? (laughs) It doesn't mean we don't have our moments. I don't like to do anything that makes me feel worse. No, no, true. Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're sort of saying too that identifying why and how you feel is the first step to being able to do something about it. I would. That's very, very good, Marnie, very good advice because that's exactly right, to notice how you feel, you know, and if you don't feel better, well, 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it, look, some, sometimes we need a hit in the face with a wet fish to make us <laughs> realise that we're, we're carrying a bit of uh, overwhelm about different things or a bit of blame about things. I, I'll often ask a question, like sometimes you can feel really ticked off with people or experiences or something like that. And noises, isn't there? Um, and sometimes if you can ask the question, who or what is making me feel this, it helps you to find the answer as well. Mm -hmm. okay. I can hear something going on in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> is that you, Amanda? <laughs> oh, good. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> Sorry. I could hear something happening. I go, what is happening out there? <laughs> That's okay. <Never> know. <laughs> Live oh, shows. I love them. In the moment. Yes. Sorry. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So, if you can ask that question, who or what is either ticking me off or annoying me or agitating me? And then when you know who it is or what it is, you can step back and go, okay, what can I do about it? Have I got a choice? Can I make a decision? I like to think that what emotion has been brought up in you when you mm. notice it? Wow. How often is that emotion brought up in you? Yeah. Is it time to let it go? Have you been dealing with that emotion for a long time? And is that person actually who's ticked you off your best friend? to bring that emotion up in you. Yeah. So you Your can, guide. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you can let it go. Yeah. Okay. So many a time I've had to thank them. <laughs> yeah. Or at least at least come up with a, a better outcome. Like what can you do that creates a better outcome? And that goes back to, Annette, what we were saying earlier about boundaries. Sometimes an experience that doesn't have the best outcome you can step back and go, okay, well, that didn't work out so well. Therefore, if this same opportunity or whatever happens again, at least I put some boundaries in place. Sure. I, I was um, very early on in my experience was doing workshops for, at other people's um, premises. And one in particular was not in my hometown, so I had to travel to go to it. So it took a lot of stuff with me. And I was asked to give a discounted price for the recipients of, of this gym. And I thought, yeah, that's fine. That's fair. And my expectation was they were going to provide morning tea. And they said, yes, they'd provide the morning tea. And I thought, this is great. And then getting closer and closer to the actual event, um, I got contacted and asked how much I was allocating for morning tea. And I went, oh, gee, that's a bit strange. I said, oh, you were providing morning tea. And she said, oh, yes, I was getting it for you. What? <laughs> no, no, no. You providing morning tea means you will provide morning tea, not you'll buy it on my behalf. And um, But it made me realise I wasn't as clear about what yep. my expectations was. So I created a list of, well, this is what you'll expect from me. This is what I expect from you. So when I get approached now or approach other businesses, I give them this almost a contract of expectation. And that way it's not... It's not um, it's not unsure. Like each person knows exactly what the other person is talking about. Yes. Yeah, Otherwise, you can get good. very riled up about it, very agitated about it, but it doesn't get <laughs> <bench> anywhere. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I like your point, Rosemary, when we can thank somebody 
for pushing our buttons. Now we can, we might be in a position to actually to actually do that on a uh, physical level. On the other hand, it might simply being acknowledging that someone has uh, given us the opportunity to see uh, ourselves in a different light. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. My word. It's, you know, that's happened to me on several occasions, you know, particularly with my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Or family. (laughs) Well, they're here. You have to remember the the old um, thing about businesses as well. You know, there's three aspects of business in life. There's my business, your business, and universal business. So we have total control over our own business. We can influence and um, suggest other people's business and and outcomes, but you can't make them do it. And universal business, that's that's even more connected and and, uh, you've got no no, uh, way of changing that. So you need to be able to say, okay, if, is what happening my business? So am I feeling blameful or, or agitated about something that I've done or is it about someone else's? And if it's someone else's, you can't change their business. No. <laughs> you have to change your response to how that makes you feel. So yeah, your sure. part of it might be to say, well, that I don't feel so so well when you do that or, or call them out. Well, not even yeah. call them out is the wrong thing, but open it, open discussion. And say, you know, this this doesn't suit me. Or you might be presuming that X means Y when it actually means X. Because in their head, yes. X means X, not Y. So in that last head, she thought providing the morning tea was she just got it for me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My well, head had a totally different connotation. So Yes. As you say, you have to be so clear mm. because your understanding was very different from hers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I was able to create, a, you know, a, other people saying, oh, no, that was so wrong, you know, and they sort of validated your blaming the situation. It didn't get anyone mm. anywhere. In the end, you just mm. paid for the morning tea and well, I'll mark that up <laughs> for experience, you know. <laughs> it won't happen again and it hasn't. That's true. Mm. So, yeah. And I do the same for my clients. My clients have to sign a client um acknowledgement form when they come and see me and it says that they, they're totally responsible for their own outcomes mm. i facilitate um, it's not my stuff that i'm dealing with it's their stuff so my expectation is that they take ownership and if i ask them to do something well my expectation is they'll do it so when they come back next time i can say to them how did that go and they can say oh <laughs> oops <laughs> Or whatever, because it's part of the it's part of what showed up for them at that time as being beneficial. Mm. And man, I've I've made people do weird things. I had one big burly army guy. He was a big soldier. <laughs> I had to tell him to put his feet in a pillow slip full of freshly cut grass. <laughs> but you know, it was perfect for him. It was the grounding he needed and, and he was able to say, I love cutting the grass. I love that feeling <laughs> of the fresh. Because when you're saying it, your head's going, oh, my God, why am I saying this to someone? <laughs> Especially if they're not as um, open or tuned to some mm. of the way vibrational work does things. Yes. And yeah. they go, oh, this, this may not end well. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of my, he loved coming. He would say, oh, I feel so good. And he'll ring me and say, hug the tree. And yet he was a big, burly soldier. Like he wasn't 
someone who you would think was was as in tune to himself but it helped him to feel in tune it helped him with his post-traumatic stress disorder it helped him to feel him again not someone else mm. he didn't blame me <laughs> Wonderful. Well, we're all Mark. waiting for someone else to talk. <laughs> yes, we're all waiting. So, and that, can I share about that um, experience I had with a client recently? Yeah, absolutely. So about mm. 18, oh, 14 months ago, I, I put a call out that I was doing angel readings um, online. So it was before COVID, but um, it worked out quite well that, I got used to doing it and I had a lady contact me who was wanting to have a baby and, and wasn't sure what was going on. So I did an angel reading and a shell essence reading and then part of when I do the reading, I, I write down what's showed up because it was an online one. So she wasn't on the other end. So it was a, I did it and then sent her the information and it, it showed up that um, there was a lot of ancestral stuff going on and I said to her that she was looking as though she was getting ready now to have a baby in the house and it was a feminine energy child that I could see and that there was a few things she had to do so I also took the remedy or got the remedy to her to be able to take it so she was dealing with some of those subconscious levels that was happening in her life and you you don't always hear back I don't know about you Rosemary but you don't always get anyone get no. back to you for things like that it's you do it and you just hope that you know that the outcome yes. is good and um, randomly or out of the blue a couple of weeks ago she contacted me and she wanted another um, session and COVID happened so we had to make it an online session and I just sort of said to her casually I said oh how did that go how did that last reading go and she said well she said I'm due for a baby in three weeks and it's a baby girl and I went, ah, this is so good you know and you just didn't know she said it just so many things fell into place after that it just life just got so much easier and, and she was just a, a different person to what she was and I thought oh so nice to get that kind of feedback because mm. you don't always. No, you don't always hear. Mm. No, I mean, I would have rung someone and said, hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't on her radar at that stage. No, it's lovely. A lovely story, Marnie. Yeah. I was grinning for days. So I went, oh, so cool. Because <laughs> you, you go through times where... You, you wonder whether what you're doing is is um, making that difference to people when, when you're not hearing. when Like when clients keep coming back, you, you know what's going on because they're going, you're going right. journey with them. But when they're sort of one-offs or more not a regular client, you don't yes. really know. So um, well, it was really I knew this week because the husband rang me first and then his wife rang me. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Then this week I had his mother ring me. Oh, there you go. She got it from all angles. <laughs> so yeah. I thought, oh, it must have worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's all, you know, it's, it's amazing how our vibration changes when things mm. start to go positively as well. Oh, yes, yes. Look at our little happy Annette up there, you know, her, her yes. nice new little cocoon that she's got. <laughs> Oh, and well, that took thank time you. for you, didn't it, Annette? That, although you made it. the decision, it took time for you to make the change and to, to, to finalise the change? 
Uh, no. Uh, see, I smile about that because I was adamant I wasn't coming into this particular village. And this is where I know that ultimately <laughs> yeah. the universe, it doesn't care how we get to where it needs us to be. It just gets us there. I yeah. came up to see the sales agent who, interestingly, a week after I moved in, she moved on to another village. So <laughs> she, had, she had done her job. She'd got yeah. Annette McCoy to this particular village and yeah. uh, I'm just so, so happy. Over the yeah. yeah. Really. And it's it's security, isn't it? It's, it's it gives you that sense of security and that that you know you're in the right place. Indeed. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people don't always have that that feeling. You know, if if someone's feeling homesick, they they're missing their home and what they're doing is they they're blaming where they live for the fact they're missing their home. And if mm -hmm. you can say say to someone, well, why don't you don't have to think that this is your only home, like you've still got your initial home, this is where you live at the moment, but you've got to take ownership of that. So you've got to put cushions around, you've got to put some pictures around, even if you're not allowed to put holes in the wall, rest it on a, on a cupboard or something and start to feel it as though this is your residence. Because mm. if you're feeling dislodged from where you live, you're on edge all the time. Mm. It doesn't have to be point. your you know, your heartland, but it's just where you're living. And I'll often say to a client, if that sort of thing shows up, is it's kind of like this is your postal address at the moment, but you still live there. Mm. Your homeland is still where it was. It's never going to change, it's, but this is where you're living now. That's where, you're, that's where yeah. your heart is. Yes. Yeah, and, and you, you can put part of your heart here. It doesn't mean you're dislodging your initial no. home. You know, no. my parents moved all my life. Dad followed the trade. So mum would have to uproot the family and the house and move on to the next rented house. But she'd always make it a home for us. She would always, like my room especially, she would always uh, make some curtains for me. And they were checking them usually. <laughs> but mum made them. Like they were made with love. They were made to make it look like my place because I was a one girl and three boys. And, and that's what she did. She would turn a rented house into our home for that time. Gorgeous. Mm. Marnie, thank you, thank yes, you, thank right, you. Thank you. I will let you girls chatter on. Well, Rosemary's going to lead a meditation, which right, is well, a lovely, lovely is. way to yeah, end to the session. So, All right. I shall listen and I shall move on. And um, thank you both. And I'll see Pleasure. you in May. Can you believe we're saying oh, that? Oh, I know. <laughs> Mother's Wait. Day. Mother's yeah, Day and, and a really lovely month. I love May in, in Australia. It's um, it's one of those. It's crisp without being too hot and, and nice without yes. being too cold. And uh, it's one of my favourite months. So, thank you, ladies. Okay. Thanks. Lovely bye. seeing bye you bye. again, Mum. Thank See you, you later. for your wisdom. Bye, bye, love. Rosemary, I'm sure, as usual, you will have a very special message for us i'd like to welcome julie kiss she has joined us and thank you julie for letting us know you're there it's interesting rosemary isn't it when we have an audience that we're unsure of yes yes i was waiting for somebody to come on the screen then when you said julie's there and i couldn't oh. realize he's listening she was listening rather than she can, she can see us. We can only see her name. 
Right. Okay. Hi, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to meet you. Yes. I was thinking of a message and I wrote something on Facebook today. Mm-hmm. It's funny weather up here in Sydney. You know, it's raining and then it stops very quickly and then the sun's out. The sun might be out for 10 minutes, could be out for half an hour mm-hmm. and there could be not a cloud in the sky and all of a sudden then it's stormy, you know, and then we have more rain. And what I wrote on Facebook, as I said, I'm running in and out between showers, doing weeding because the weeds are growing very quickly. But you can always find something in the garden that makes you smile, makes your heart sing. As I found a flower, just one flower that was just so incredibly beautiful. My daughter had bought this hibiscus plant. She said, oh, mum, this is special. And it came up with a flower. And it's white with a little red centre. And it's so lovely. And then I saw the birds. And they were in the trees, you know. And you just smile. It makes your heart good. So if you're having a down day, If you feel depressed, go in the garden and just listen and just look and your heart will sing by what you see and what you hear. Okay? So that's my message today. Beautiful, Rosemary. Because I realise that quite often in the past... I ignored the birds or just their their particular songs I didn't tend to notice. I think I was so busy going about my normal day that I didn't hear them. And yet now I'm fortunately I am more aware. It's the little things that when we're busy in our mind all the time and listening to our thoughts. We miss. We miss life. <laughs> We're not living. <laughs> it's just passing us by. Yes. So it's about being aware of the little things is my message today. Lovely. Letting your heart sing. Yes. yes. And being aware of what does make our heart sing, so that if we are having a down day, we can turn to something that we know will lift our spirits. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I really recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's what I often say in my meditation. Just imagine your heart is like a mini sun and let it shine, and let it send a beam of light to all the organs of your body. So if you just shut your eyes and just imagine your heart is a mini sun sending a beam of sunshine to your liver, your kidneys, 
your intestines, to your lungs, your brain, and all your organs come to a state of peace and balance and feel happy and are in harmony with everything and you feel good. Mm. Yeah. It's lovely. These little okay. things. <laughs> yes. Now, I get the feeling that it's little things, as you have said today, rather than a totally up to you, but rather than a longer meditation, these little short, um, we can take a moment, can't we, to lift our spirits in that way. The, Julie Kiss is saying living in the present, which is so important. Yes. I remember earlier, Rosemary, uh, you had mentioned about seeing um, rain or feeling rain on us coming down into our body. It's the rain of love. Exactly. So letting that, uh, that's another strategy, if you like, something that we can do when we're feeling um, pushed, unsure. I, I was feeling a bit headachy, you know, and mm -hmm. I just sat on the lounge. I just took a couple of minutes out of the day and closed my eyes and imagined a waterfall of light mm. down from the highest heavens or from a star. And just imagine this light coming down and flowing through you and washing away all the tension. Just feel it, this light coming down into your brain, into your throat, into your body, and washing away tension, anxiety, overwhelm, and releasing it down your legs, out your feet, let the light wash it away into the earth, becoming aware of your feet on the floor or the ground, and let the light wash away any negativity in your body into the earth who transforms it. And then what Mother Earth does as she receives this light, this love, she sends back her gratitude. And it comes back in the form of gold and light. And it comes up through your feet, up your legs. And it's a nurturing light, replenishing. So having emptied out all the negativity, with the starlight coming down 
washing it away. Now Mother Earth is sending back her golden light, her energy, her love, Mother's love. And it comes up your legs, up your torso, and cascades out the top of your head and flows around you, forming a sphere of golden light. And as you've been sitting there just for a few minutes, you've changed your entire energy. It doesn't take long to be aware, to receive. Light from the stars and love from Mother Earth. It doesn't take long to receive light and love. And then you just come back in the moment and you feel like a new person. Mm. <laughs> that is so true, Rosemary. And I think the message today is to take the time that we have. Now, I know Robbie Holtz last week was saying that how during the lockdown time she was able to give more time to meditation. <laughs> However, she does a daily meditation. And so to take the time for ourselves, if it's a minute, it's mm. a minute to, to make sure that we are giving ourselves time and we can feel rejuvenated. No, we I, can. We can. Yes. We, some people believe in power naps. I know I can close my eyes for what might seem a long time and yet it's, it's purely seconds, but it gives me that little lift and then on I go. So what you have done this morning has given us wonderful ideas of how simple it can be to call in the love to call in a golden light whatever speaks to us at the time i That's love the idea of the sun the warmth going through it's right doesn't take long and you can change your energy in just a minute or two by doing yes. that We recommend wow. it. We recommend it, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yes. And divinely guided joined us too. So I hope, Rosemary. I always find your uh, musings very inspirational, and I trust that that's exactly what other people uh, have experienced today too. The little reminders. Because our lives can get busy and we can, can we for, for either forget or how often might we feel guilty because we've sat down for five minutes? Yes. Yes. Exactly. It doesn't take long to be happy. <laughs> we can be happy in a moment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Flick that switch. Change that station which you say yes. in your book, Rosemary. Yes. How to move Definitely. forward. And as we Definitely. were, as uh, Marnie was saying today, it, 
we have choices. It's up to us. You know, do I want to remain downcast or am I going to do something about it? Exactly. It's up to us. Definitely. And by changing ourselves, we're helping to change the world, which um, like it's like, oh, wow. Yes, little, little me can do something about the global situation by looking after myself and making sure that I'm a shining light rather than a, a dim bulb. Everyone, everyone contributes to it. Everyone taking a moment would change the whole consciousness of the world. Mm. It's wonderful. Indeed. And Julie has just shared, Rosemary, that her grandmother used to say, stop and take time to smell the roses. Oh, yes. Lovely. Thank you, Julie. Yes. yes I've, I've heard that one before at my age, definitely. But <laughs> it's lovely to be reminded of it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Rosemary. Thank you, Annette, once again. It's been truly lovely and inspirational. It's always inspirational to listen to Marnie. She's an oh, amazing woman. Thank you for allowing me to be here today or inviting me. I've enjoyed it very much. And I've oh. enjoyed meeting you too, Julie. Thank you. Thank you. And I think it's important, Rosemary, for us all to realise that we are all magnificent beings, as Anaya constantly reminds us. And sometimes, especially when we're feeling low, we forget that. But it really is important to know that we are magnificent and to continually, if we need to inject some enthusiasm or inspiration or energy, it's there at our fingertips. Good. Thank you very much, Annette. Thank you, Rosemary. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I look forward to being with you next week. And remember, if we're not here live, you have lots and lots of videos to choose from on Angel Heart Radio. Bye for now. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views and opinions expressed by Angel Heart Radio hosts, guests, co-hosts and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.